0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, the past couple months, hallelujah, uh, I've been ministering on, uh, we ministered on the fruit of the Spirit and, uh, and that, that's really, that's growing in God and And walking in love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, uh, meekness, which I'm working on. (laughs) Amen. Uh, Faithfulness and self-control. And um, I'm telling you, that's great. And then we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we talked about that God puts gifts on people to, to build the body up. And we talked about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, what do we have in the nine gifts, the power gifts, the revelation gifts, and the vocal gifts, or the inspirational gifts. And, and, so, and God is placing giftings on the body yes. so we can uh, uh, build up the body, amen? Yes. And also build the kingdom of God. Yes. And, so, and some of you have possibly giftings on the inside that you're not even aware of. Can I say that again? Yes. Some of you have giftings and abilities that you're not even aware of. And, all, and the gift needs to be unwrapped. I'm going to say again. You know, when you get a gift for your birthday or for Christmas or somebody gives you a gift, of, uh, maybe an anniversary. Amen. I think we just had an anniversary. Did we have an anniversary that was celebrated with the seminarios? How many years? 25 years. Amen. Uh, he, he says it feels like 25 years. No. I don't think they're that old. How, how many years? 16 years. That's amazing, and they're still together. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Give them a hand. They just celebrated. Amen. And God is so good. And uh, but but I'm going to talk to you today about gifts and callings. And uh, you know I'm going to say this to you today that you know I, see a lot of times I'm going to say the devil will try to make us feel like we're we're not. Worth anything? Amen. Uh, people may make you feel like you're not worth anything. Um, you know, you may grow up and people may have uh, made fun of you as a kid, and or maybe uh, you know you were the one that that always got in trouble, or you were the one that w- would never mount to anything. You know, people would put labels on you, but 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 God I- I is putting a label on you today. He's calling you more than a conqueror. He's calling you a mighty person of God. He's calling you a victor. You're a victor and not a victim. And so, so I'm going to say this, that God has called every person on this planet. God has purpose for every person. Now, not every person is walking out their purpose. And I'm telling you, when you start walking out your purpose in God, then your life will take on a whole new meaning. Sometimes we uh, go to like the bookstore and we're trying to figure out, you know, we go to the inspirational section of the of the bookstores to find out, you know, really who we are. We, we look for people that are successful. And sometimes we, we look into these books and they say, well, do whatever you feel that you need to do. What you really need to do, what God's telling you to do. Amen. And a lot of these motivational books says, just follow all your whims and your desires and. And, and follow after that with all your heart and and you'll be good but yeah that that's okay and, and you got people that do that and uh, but what is it to gain the whole world and and lose your soul in hell? what is yes, what is it, what is it to, to, to follow after all the glitz and the glamour of life? what is it to have all all that the world you know at your feet right and everybody applauding you but you, you miss heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I'd rather, you know, be a, a humble person, a janitor for God and be in heaven than be the multi-billionaire traveling the world and end up in hell. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Now, I, now, I'm not against the wealthy person because God has wealthy people in the kingdom of God. Yes, and I believe that God's raising up wealthy people in Exceed Life Church. Oh, but wealth will not have the people of Exceed Life Church. Amen? Amen. No, no. Jesus is going to be the forefront. Amen. And when God adds wealth to us, he will add no sorrow with it. Amen? Amen? In other words, we're, we're not going to have our eyes on our money. We'll have our eyes on the master. Amen. Amen? And when our eyes are on the master, then the money is just a resource to help people. Amen. You know, I was um, talking to somebody... Uh, This week, or it may be last week at the gym. I'm always talking to somebody at the gym because the gym is like my second sanctuary. Amen. (laughs) I like to work out and um, to keep my body in shape. Amen. As you can see, Amen. We'll continue. And uh, but uh, I was talking to this man, and and we talk about investing. You know, there's three types of people people in dealing with money. There's there's spenders. There's a lot of spenders out here. There's savers. And there's people that like to save. And they're, they're the ones that don't spend any money. They're tight, tight, tight. And then you got investors. amen. you got people that now they're not just savers, but they're investors. And hopefully we're not just spenders. Hopefully we're not just savers. Hopefully we're investors. And what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that we're investing ourselves into the kingdom of God. We're investing our time, our talents, and our ties into the kingdom of God. We're investors. Amen. And so I was talking to the guy, and I I was talking to him about, you know, investing, and he was telling me his strategies. I was talking to him about my strategies of investing. And um, as we were talking to each other, I was saying, you know, the main reason why I'm investing, uh, because I read in the Bible, and this man's Jewish, I was talking to, and and, uh, and so I thought maybe, you know, I, because as Christians, the Jew, the Jew has the Old Testament. So if you have Proverbs and Psalms, then a good Jew should know Proverbs and Psalms. Amen. So I was, I was quoting Proverbs, as King Solomon wrote. And I said that a good man leads an inheritance to his children's children. And I said, I'm looking to build wealth for my family and families to come. Amen. So I'm not looking just for myself. And he looked at me. He said, "Uh, not for me. I'm going to spend it all on myself. I I don't care about my kids. I don't care. You know, I think he's a single guy. And uh, but I'm going to spend it all on my. And and that's the, the sort of that's the philosophy. And then he said this to me. He said, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. That's what he said. And uh, he who dies with the most toys win. I, I saw that on a T-shirt one time. Um, it was a T-shirt called No Fear. Anybody ever remember those T-shirts called No Fear Gear? And they used to have slogans on it. It was about race cars and driving, but it was about, you know, and they would have these fancy slogans. And one of the slogans said, he who dies with the most toys wins. And then, and then under, they normally have a snappy slogan right underneath it. And, and he says, but he still dies. In other words, you know, when you die, there's not going to be, you know, a uh, uh, behind your hearse. You're not going to have all your stuff. That's right. Amen. Amen. In other words, you're not going to take it with you. Right. <laughs> Amen. And and you're just going to die. Amen. But but as Christians, uh, we have purpose. See see, you may say, I don't really care about money. Well, you should. Why, why why you say that? I, I, I care about you. You should care about the harvest. You should care about building the kingdom of God. You should care about your family and the future of your family. You should care about your children. Amen. So, so you should care. Amen. Don't say, I don't care about money. Yes, you do. That's why you watch every penny you spend. If you didn't care, you'd be giving all your money into the church. Okay, we will continue. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? I, I know I'm stepping on toes this morning. But God has called you. And, and I'm going to say this, that, that a lot of times, and there's going to be a lot of people that are in the kingdom of God and are Christians that will never fulfill the calling of God on their lives. They're going to live this life and they're going to work a job, a J-O-B, and, and probably hate it. <laughs> and they're just going to work this job to make a living but they're not really walking in the purposes of God for their life. And and, and yes they they are they have a purpose. They you know, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a man and you're working, you're providing for your household, well you're better than the infidel Amen. or the unbeliever. Because the Bible says if you don't if you, the person that doesn't work and take care of his family is worse than the unbeliever. So if you're working, you you need to be doing that, but but God has higher places than just us working a job. There, there's, there's greater graces for people in the kingdom of God. And, and I'm going to say this to you today. I'm going to make a statement to you watching online today and you out here, that, that you're greater than you think you are. In other words, God doesn't see you where you, at, you are at. God sees you where, where you can be. He sees potential in each one of us. And a lot of times we look at our shortcomings and we look at ourselves and a lot of times we 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 compare ourselves, we have comparative itis. And we compare ourselves with other people that might be better or more talented or has more ability. And, and we compare ourselves and then we make we look at ourselves like what can we do? We're little all us, we can't do much. But I'm telling you, you and God are. The majority and with you and God, you can do great things. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I I like this is not where you start in life. That that gets you into a great place in the kingdom. It's where you end. It's not where you start. You can start a little shaky. You can start a little unfaithful. Hello. You can start a little, you know, but but how are you going to end in the kingdom? Are you going to end running hard after God or are you going to be backslidden out of the church? am I talking to anybody today. Are, are, you, are you moving forward in the things of God or are you just coasting? And people that coast will end up going backwards. In other words, the kingdom of God and the way the system works is that there's a gravitational force that's keeping us, trying to keep us from moving forward in the things of God. There's there's three things that keeps us from moving forward in the in the in the will and the plans of God. That's the world system. It's it's the world. Uh, it's 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 what the world says is popular and what's un, it's unpopular to stand for what's right. It's popular to to stand for, for whatever the popular thing the culture tells you is popular. You know, the awoke group. You know, it's the progressives. It's the people. Oh, they, 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 they're thinking on a higher plane. Well, they, 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 the, the only way you're going to think on a real high plane is to think on the Word of God. That's the highest plane. Amen. But people are out there trying to make a name for themselves. And remember what they did in the Tower of Babel when they were trying to raise it up. In in the Old Testament, they wanted to make a name for themselves, and God confused their language. And boy, I'm telling you, no, no, we need to be making a name for God. Amen. We need to be making a name for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be making Jesus famous. Amen. And when you start making Jesus famous in your life, he's going to make you famous. Oh. Now, you don't seek fame, but you seek the glorification of Jesus. And, and you put glory to God, he puts glory back on you. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so, so I'm talking to you today about purpose and some of us, I think the reason why we don't enter into our purpose is because we allow fear or, 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 um, our own, um, uh, weaknesses to, to tell us, well, we're not qualified to move forward in God. We're not qualified to do anything in church. We can't even get our own life together. And I'm going to say this, God doesn't. Uh, call the qualify he qualifies the call he will as you see he calls you but then in the calling he qualifies you are you listening to what i'm saying today in other words there's a process that we all have to see we're all walking and we're all running a race and so we're all in it and we're all in it at different levels but we got to keep moving forward. And if you don't keep moving forward, you'll end up going backwards. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And don't let the enemy keep you stalled for too long. Now, I'm going to say this. Some of you, you right now, you, you might be in a, in a place in your life where you're just in a character development place. And, and God has a great calling on your life. And you're like, I, don't, I hate where I'm at. That's good. You should hate where you're at. You want more for God, Amen. But but maybe there's some things in you that 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 needs to be taken out of you before God can display you, Amen, to the world. Because I don't want to be a shooting star, uh, for God. I don't want to be one that goes high, 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 but goes down, down, down. You know, I, I see ministers. You know, they have these huge, big churches. And, you know, and, and, they, and, and, and they're running mega churches and all of a sudden they, they get busted because they've been living a double life and they're committing adultery and now they're fired. And now you don't even know where they're at anymore. I'd rather, I'd rather pastor a small church and have character than pastor a large church and have no character. Now, I'm not saying that if you have a large church and you're a pastor, you have no character if any pastors are watching. But what I am saying is that God is putting us in a process so that as we go through the process, we start growing into the giftings and the callings of God in our lives. You're not, you're not where you, you, you need to be right now, but you're getting there. You're not where you used to be, thank God. I to say again, you, you're not where you used to be, but you're not where you need to be. And Paul had that same attitude, even though Paul was one of the greatest apostles ever raised up by the Lord Jesus Christ. He had that attitude that he said, I keep on pressing. What? Why, Paul? You've done so many great things. You've seen heavenly things. You, you, you are inspired to write scriptures and, 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 and build churches and do all these awesome things. And he says, I still haven't obtained it yet. So I'm going to say this, while you're living down on earth, you haven't attained it yet. Don't start resting on your victories from yesterday or you'll never have any victories for tomorrow. Don't don't look at the the past, either the past victories or the past failures. Amen. The failures will keep us from moving forward and the victories will keep us from uh, keep us living in the past. But we got to keep moving forward in God. Amen? So let's look at this. Let's look at Ephesians 4.1. Now, now it says here, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. So, so this is the Apostle Paul. And, he's, and it's interesting. He says he's the prisoner of the Lord. <laughs> That's an interesting way of saying it. In other words, he's captive to the king. Is it, it, Jesus... I hope Jesus is more than your Savior this morning. You know, we love Jesus as being Savior. Oh, save me from hell. Save me from sickness. Save me from poverty. Save me, save me, save me. But is he your Lord? Yeah, everybody loves Jesus as Savior. But is Jesus your Lord? Amen. If he's not Lord of all, he's He's not Lord at all. Okay. Are you listening to what I'm saying to today? If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. See, are you listening to what I'm saying today? And that's really going to be the key. That's one of my main key points this morning is, uh, it is Jesus Lord of all? It is Jesus number one? Uh, uh, is Jesus, because I'm going to say this, there's going to be tests that's going to come down our way and that's going to challenge, is Jesus number one in our life? There's going to be a good job that comes on Sunday mornings, and you know, and and I and we're for that. But 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 some people may choose working. Now I know some of you are locked into and you can't. But I know you're moving out of it. Amen. Because God's going to get you your own business and you're going to make twice as much money. Glory to God. You don't have to work for the man. You can be the man. Can I get an amen there? Amen. And they won't be able to control your time because these employers, ungodly employers, would love for you to work on Sundays. Amen. But I'm telling you, when I worked a job, you know, I, I gave my criterias and I worked in retail. And retail used to, used to end the day. Remember in the day, I, I may be dating myself and the millennials may not even understand this concept. It was called the blue law. And, and what that means is that Sunday morn Sundays were shut down for regular business. There, there was no shops open on Sunday. Does anybody remember those days? Am I dating myself? Now, I got some young people over here. They don't, I don't know nothing about that, Pastor. But at one time, it was just, it was just food. It was just restaurants that were open on Sundays, right? But, but you couldn't go to the mall and shop. Amen. The, every, all the merchants were basically closed on Sunday. Amen. And, and so I remember that, but now, you know, it's like you got to work. You know, there, you need to have a Sabbath day. That's right. You need to have a day of where you just giving God and resting and putting God first place. Right. If you don't have a Sabbath day, you're going to burn out. Amen. You know, Sunday's a good day for a Sabbath day. They say, well, Saturday is supposed to be the day of Sabbath, Pastor. You know, no, no, Sabbath really, to tell you the truth, that's Old Testament. But Sabbath really, you know, man, I'm going to talk. Sabbath should be every day, really, in a sense. Because if you're resting in the Lord, then every day is going to be a Sabbath day for you, no matter what you're doing in God. Amen? And so here, he's saying here, Paul's saying, I, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. He's saying, beseech you to walk, beseech you. Wow. To walk uh, in, in the giftings and callings of God. I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling that you were called. And so... Romans eleven twenty nine 29 is an interesting scripture because I'm going to say this. When you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ on Judgment Day, because we all will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, there are two great judgments in the Bible. There's the great white throne judgment and then there's the judgment seat of Christ. Who wants to be in the great white throne judgment? Don't raise your hand. Because in the great white throne judgment, that's where all the sinners are. All the people that rejected Jesus. And those are the people that that Jesus is going to have to say on that day, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. That's called the great white throne judgment. And the reason why the, the scholars call it the great white throne judgment, because in the passage it says there was a great white throne. Amen. So... So that's why it's called. But then there's the judgment seat of Christ or the Bema. And Jesus will judge. He'll be judging the world. Because, see, listen, the word of God, Jesus is the word and the word will judge us. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? The word Word of God will judge the world. Mm -hmm. This Bible, the word, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. It will judge us and will judge the world. And so on that judgment day, Jesus will judge us on one thing. Did we fulfill what he called us to do? Did we do what we called us to do? See, you could be you could be doing some kind of job, and you and, and in a sense, we are fulfilling some of the calling, because if you're if you're working and you're a husband and you're called to take care of the family, that you did fulfill that part. But are you fulfilling the heavenly calling? Are you fulfilling what God is calling you to do? And are you moving forward in the heavenly calling? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I'm going to say this, that one of the things that the devil will do is he'll make us think that we're not qualified or he'll keep us timid in moving forward. Has never ever, ever done that to you? Keep you timid from moving forward. Um, uh, and, and, and getting, you know, one of the hardest things, I think, uh, in, in serving or uh, really uh, is laying down your own personal needs and picking up God's calling for your life. And that's one of the, 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 the hardest things to do is lay down what you want to do to pick up what God wants you to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so don't let fear keep you from the glory place that God has for you. I I like this, and and this is an illustration I want to read to you, and I've read this before many years ago, but it's worth reading again. And this is called uh, uh, The Qualified. And so say if Jesus, um, you know, he prayed all night and he picked, you know, the, the Father, the Heavenly Father, revealed to Jesus his 12 disciples, but just say that Jesus was, you know, was going to do it more in a natural way. And that he would, you know, contract a company to interview people to, uh, to, to be his 12 disciples. And, um, and so, so if he did that, um, uh, he, would, he, would, he would have a company do this. And, and the company would evaluate people and then send them, like if Jesus had the 12, said, are these 12 qualified to do the work? And so right here, this is interesting. Somebody wrote this up as, as like a job uh, placement. Uh, resume. It says here, thank you for submitting the resumes of 12 men you have picked for managerial positions in your nor- new organization. All of them have now taken a battery of tests and we have not only run the results through our computers, but also arranged personal interviews for each of them with our psychological, psychological uh, logical and vocational aptitude consultant. In the opinion of the staff that most of your nominees are lacking in background, education, vocational aptitude for the type of enterprise you're uh, undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We would recommend that you continue to search for persons of experience and managerial ability of proven capacity. We have summarized the findings of our study below. Simon Peter is emotional, unstable, and give fits to temper. Andrew has absolutely no quali- quality Of leadership. The two brothers, James and John, the son of Zemini, placed personal interests above company's loyalty. Now, you know, that was from when they wanted to sit beside Jesus. The mother said, can my two disciples sit? They put personal... Amen. Thomas demonstrates, demonstrates, you know, doubting Thomas, demonstrates a questionable attitude that would tend to undermine morale. We believe in our, it's our duty to tell you that Matthew has been back, blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Theus, and Thaddeus definitely have radical leanings. Additionally, they both register high on the manic-depressive scale. And it became a bestseller. Amen? So, so Brother Hagin that sold millions of books. He never wrote one. They took it all off his tapes, his teaching tapes. He, he hired people that knew grammar. Amen. So I'm saying you don't have to be the smartest guy in in the place to be able to do what God is calling you to do. In other words, God will grace you. God will give you ideas. He will give you wisdom. He will bring people. He'll bring the smart people around you. You know, they say this. They say that, that it's the C students that tell the A students what to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying? See, I wasn't an A student. Now, I'm not against the A students, but it's the visionaries. It's the people. When God gives you a vision, then, then he can bring the smart people around you to get the vision done. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so so, it's, it's not all about you. No, no, it's the team that God is building around you. It's your family that's around. It's the church family. Are oh, you listening to what I'm saying to you? It's this, this church. Exceed Church is not just about, it's not about Pastor David Lambert. It's about all of us. Right. It's about all of our success. It's not about me being successful. It's about you being successful. It's about you running your own companies. Yes, it's about you doing some great things. It's about you. It's not about me. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So when you rise, I rise. When you go higher, I go higher. So I'm interested in your success. And it's interesting when, we, when something happens that's good for a sea life church or we get a new building. Somebody was saying it, it, it doesn't fail. They will say, that's great news for you, pastor. I said, no, no, that's great news for us. Amen. It's for us. Amen. This building's for us. Glory to God. It's not just for me. It's for you. Thank you Lord. Amen. The, the fellowship dinners is not just for me. It's for us. Amen. And so we got to think about that. So, so I, I, I'm going to talk to you that you're, you're called and everybody's called. See, every person on this planet's called. Some may, you know, and I believe everybody's called to be in the kingdom of God. Some may, may beg the difference, say some are called to go to hell and some are called to go to heaven. No, everybody's called to go to heaven. Everybody has a calling of God on their life. Some use that calling and they do it wrong. Uh, Hitler was probably called to be in the kingdom of God to be an awesome evangelist. Amen. But his gifting was used for the devil. He was able to sway thousands of people. You know, he would, he would, you know, he could, he could speak in front of thousands of crowds of people. And he would inspire and motivate for the wrong reasons. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Elvis Presley could have been somebody used mightily of God. Now, he, he did do some albums, of uh, some Christian-type albums, and he loved gospel music and all that. But, 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 the, the, but he really didn't promote Jesus like he could have. And he could have been a much greater for the kingdom of God in winning people into the kingdom of God. But he used his gifts and talents for his own gain. Amen? For, for his, for, to, to, to bring him up on the pedestal. No, we've got to put Jesus on the pedestal. And so here, I love this. And can I go to John 3.16 this morning? Does anybody know what John 3.16 says? Come on, I, I, I mean, can you quote that scripture? If you can't quote that scripture, you better get saved again. <laughs> Amen. Because, you know, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so Jesus died, not for the one, but he died for the world. He died for everyone. Everybody's called. You know, I'm going to say this. You know, you can say this to, to every person you meet. You can say, God has a plan for your life. God has a good plan for you. You don't even know that good person. Yeah, but I know that what God says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans that I have for you. Some people say, well, isn't that for the Jews? Where well, aren't we spiritual Jews in a sense? Aren't we the seed of Abraham? Aren't we to be called like, to be like Abraham? He's called the father of our faith. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So don't we have Abraham's blessing on our life? Amen. So I would say that God's plan for your life is a good plan. And so I like what it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. And this is another scripture pertaining to that everybody needs to be saved. And, 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 we, and we're in the process of being saved. I'm going to say this. In your walk in Christ, when you get saved, you know, they say you're saved, but you're being saved. And what I mean by that is that you're in a process of, of, of becoming more Christ-like. And in the process of becoming more Christ-like, The things of the world will hopefully fall off of you and you'll become more like Christ. So we're in a process. Some of you come in, you got a lot of baggage. I I'll stop right there. And 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 but 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 as you come in, as you listen to the word of God, as you start getting obedient, as you're asked to do something in the church and you step up even though you're not qualified, then God qualifies you through the process of you being faithful and showing up and doing your little job. You think this is a little job. Yeah, but he's qualifying you. Don't despise the small beginnings. Don't despise the small little things that you're doing for God. No, no, do it with joy. Do it, do it with an attitude of, of gratitude. Now, and, and then God, God says in his word that, that if you're faithful in a little, he, he will put you over much. So a lot of times what we're in and what we start off with is not where we end up. In other words, he starts off us off at the beginning, normally in the kingdom of God, you have to you don't start off on top. You have to climb up the ladder. Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I love this. It says, come to me, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 30. Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, in our process of us walking with God, we need to learn to rest in the Lord. In other words, you know, there, you, some of you are like, I'm ready. Oh, you're like a racehorse, glory to God. I'm ready to get out of here and do something awesome for God. Well, can you just show up to church? What, pastor? Can you just show up to church? Well, yeah, I can every other week or whenever I feel like it. No, 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 no. Can you just be faithful to church? Yeah, I guess I can. Well because that's going to be the first rung on the ladder right. if you just show up, you'll beat most of the people. remember matthias remember matthias you know not a people talk about Matthias, but he was one of the twelve apostles of the lamb and matthias you know was he was the, he was the background guy and matthias was the guy that that it was it was between matthias and another. I don't know what the other guy's name was, but it was when, when Judas lost his standing because he betrayed Jesus. And he went and he, you know, committed suicide, hung himself. They needed to find somebody else to fill his place. And so they came up with two guys. I can't remember the other guy because he didn't make it. All right. So it doesn't really matter. But that guy probably ended up in a good place with God. So but this guy, Matthias and this other guy, they had to draw straws and he became one of the apostles of the lamb. But he just showed up. He just showed up and he got a glorious place. Just showing up can put you in a glorious place with God. Just show, just come to church. Okay, pastor, I got that one. okay. And, and then what we need to do is we need to learn to rest in the Lord. We need to learn uh, in a process of us walking with God. We got to learn that gr- God's grace is going to move us to that next level. Amen. You don't have to make it happen. Right. You don't have to try to make lot, your life. No, God will make it happen. Amen. But you gotta wait. What, Pastor? I gotta wait. Yeah, you gotta learn to wait on the Lord. You gotta learn to stay in 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 Him. You gotta you gotta learn to read your. I gotta read my Bible now. You tell you tell me I need to read my Bible. Really? Yeah, you might need to read. You might need to pray. Why? You you say I need to pray? I, I I do pray over my meals. I pray at church when, when the pastor tells us to bow our head. Yeah, but are, are you spending any time with God? Are you praying? Are you, are you spending time with God? I know this, I know this one man that, that's running hard for God. He's, he, he, has, he has his own jet. Amen. Well, maybe it's a Cessna, a twin engine. But it, it, at least it's a plane that gets him there. And, uh, and he travels all over the world. Um, Jerry Savell. And uh, he has his own airplane and... And he used to work on cars. He was a mechanic. And now he goes all over the world preaching the kingdom of God. And God truly blessed him. But before he moved out uh, in the gifting and calling, he was a mechanic. But he was the best mechanic he could be. Whatever whatever you have and, and whatever you may be doing in your job occupation, make sure you're the best at what you can be. Make sure you're not the slackest dog out there coming in late. Leaving early. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No, no, be faithful. Be the best that you can be. In other words, serve that boss, even though he might be a boss that you may not like. But serve him as you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And God will, I guarantee you, God will promote you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Remember Joseph? He had some bad bosses. Joseph had Potiphar. Potiphar didn't believe, but put him in jail. And then the jailer, you know, probably didn't like, well, jailer did like Joseph and put him in charge of the whole jail system. And then finally, you know, Joseph was being his best, even where he wasn't really in the place of the calling that God had for him, but he was being his best. And in being his best... Even in hard, in other words, there's going to be hard places that we're going to have to walk through to get to the glory lane. I mean, can I get out of my chair today? Yeah. You know, it's not going to be all, you know, uh, ease, you know, flowery beds of ease. It's, it's not, you know, this life is not all going to be easy. Amen. It's not going to be handed to you. Right. I, I know these ministers, you know, this one person that, that this other minister uh, knew and uh, they were called to be in the ministry. And they know they had a calling on their life. And they were talking to this one minister that's very successful and said, you know, I, uh, and he's said, well, what are you doing about your calling? He said, well, I'm waiting for somebody to give me a big church. <laughs> oh, wow. When he can't even serve in a local church where he can't even hook up with another man's vision. Where he can't even stand and help another man with the vision that God has. See, if you can't help somebody with with the vision that God placed on their life, you'll never have mm, you'll never have a vision of your own. If you listen, if you can't be a great follower, you'll never be a great leader. Mm, I'm preaching today. Somebody somebody can tweet that. If you can't be a great follower. I'm telling you, you, say, oh, man, I'm my own man. I, no, you'll never be a great leader. Are you listening to what I say? You've got to be a great follower. You've got to be able to follow instructions. You've got to be able to get there, you know, on time, hopefully. Glory to God. You've got to make sure that you're doing the best that you can, that you're following instructions. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But if you can't just do the basics. What's the basics, pastor? Tell me the ba- the basics and you get saved. God receive Jesus. Then you got to get into a local church. Yes, I said it. I can do I can be a Christian without a church. Not you can't be a really good one. Because you need a team. What, pastor? You need a team of people. You just can't do it solo. You need people around you. Every great leader has a great team. Right. Are you listening to what I'm saying to today? And so you need a great team. I got here this morning at nine o'clock. And that is, you know, you know me. I'm always running right at the end. Amen. I'm getting here about 15 minutes before the, the uh, service starts. And uh, but I got here at nine this morning and I got here at nine because I was dropping off some water and I noticed two faithful people that were the doors were open. It was like glory in here. Steve was here. Gloria. Thank God for faithful Steve. I want to give his good. That man is this man is bedrock faithful. This man is a Matthias. This man just shows up. I can count on this man. Man, if Steve wasn't here, I don't know what would be going on, man. We'd be running around trying to get everything right. And 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 then Venus. Uh, the coffee girl, she's here. Glory to God, she was here. She's like Grandma Moses getting up at 6 o'clock making the biscuits. Remember that commercial, making the biscuits? Have you ever seen that? I get up early, I think it was a Hardee's commercial or something. I get up early at 5 o'clock in the morning to make the biscuits for everybody, amen? And, uh, and so and she was making the coffee, I said, man, man, amazing, Amazing! I'm telling you, God wants you to be amazing in what God's calling you to. You know, you, pretty soon, some of us, I might, I might call on you. What, Pastor? <laughs> I might ask you to do be a part, do something in the dream team. What? And you need to say yes. I will be a part of the dream team. I'm going to do something. You know, we need some more ushers. I need to get some faithful men. Amen. Full of the Holy Spirit. Walking in, in integrity, yeah. well, there's none here. No, I'm kidding. But are you? But and there, there's faithful men in here. Yeah. Glory to God. And you are, and you're coming out the church. And I need to start recruiting some people because we need some more ushers. Yeah. Glory to God. And we need some more teachers. Glory yeah. to God. You may not realize, you, you may not realize that you might have a teaching gift. Yeah. And, and I tell you, I cut my teeth. Amen. What does that mean? Cut your teeth. I don't know what that means. Cut your teeth. Um, I guess that's. But I cut my teeth. We have these colloquial. I cut my teeth. on teaching the children. I used to be. I used to teach the children. Glory to God. I was in the classroom. i would cut up with the kids. I would have fun. And I taught the youth. And I'm telling you, I that's where I learned. Amen. That's where I learned. I learned that, man, I, I think I got a teaching gift. I think I have a way with, with the kid. If, if, if you can keep a kid entertained for five minutes, glory to God, then, then you guys are going to be easy. <laughs> are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so God allowed me to go through a process and not to despise small beginnings. And now, you know, it's like I'm up here. But I was back there. And and I was in that uh, uh teaching and I was an usher, glory to God. I ushered, amen. I came in and and did all and and, and I worked the sound system, hallelujah. I did almost every job except change, you know, babies diapers in the church and and I, I'm kind of like, God, the Bible says God changes not. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. So, you know, men aren't good with changing diapers anyway. I guess they might be. Some of them might be good. But ladies are so much better at that kind of stuff. Amen. And uh, glory to God. Ladies are saying, I don't know about that. You know, but uh, so so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that God is raising up a, a, a generation of people and God is raising up this church. And we just had a prophecy. They're coming in, but we need to get ready. We need to get prepared. We need to get everybody online. We need to get you stepping up. What? Stepping up. You say, well, there's no need to step up. We got this small little group. We we can sit wherever we want right now. I can park wherever I want. Well, you may not be down the road. It may get so busy in here. You might have to start getting here early. What? I kind of like it this way. Oh, it's kind of nice this way. It's nice and cozy. But then when people start coming in, that's when you will have potential problems because you may not have your seat anymore. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But see, we're not here for ourselves. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. We're not just here just to have a good, great, awesome service. Woo! Yeah, I can go for another week. You know. No, it's more than that. Glory to God. Man, no, no, we're here for the harvest. We're here to get built up and get ready for the harvest, glory to God. And we got to move in that harvest. You know, in Isaiah 55, it says here, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So what, what is God, God is saying to us is, it's time to get off the bench and get into the game. It's time, to, it's time to move from watching me on online and on video, glory to God, and get back in church, glory to God. Yes, you know, yes, it, 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 it's a lot more work, it's a lot more effort to come out. But I'm telling you, it's more exciting coming into the atmosphere of God. Amen. Yeah, I know there's some of you, you know know it's time to start moving forward, coming to church. Amen. Because God has something for you to do at Exceed Life Church. And God has a great plan for your life and you need to move into it because, listen, that day that I stand in front of Jesus, I want Jesus to say, you know what? You did what I called you to do. You did it with a right heart attitude. Amen. And well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Are you listening to what I say? I don't want. I don't want to hear. I don't want to go through because there's going to be some that unfortunately will go will come to into judgment seat of Christ. And the Bible says that that everything that they did down here will be burned up, and they will ba- just barely make it into the kingdom. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, they're going to lose every reward. Jesus is going to have all these rewards, and they just forfeited all their heavenly rewards because they li- lived a selfish life for themselves. Oh man, I ta- I preaching it today, because all they did was focus on trying to you know trying to get whatever they could out of the service, or you know what what what's in it for me. You got to change what's in it for you and say what's in it for the Lord, what's in it for others. In other words, when we start getting our lives focus on on the kingdom and what God wants us to do, I'm telling you, our lives are going to be elevated so high, we're going to be so thankful, we're going to have a legacy, amen? We're going to leave a legacy behind, and people are going to know who we are. People know who Matthias is. Matthias thought, man, nobody ever talks about me. I'm talking about, about Matthias right now. I'm going to talk to that guy. Because he was the faithful guy that showed up every time that Jesus was going out there, praying for the sick. Matthias was helping. He, I'm sure he was one of the helpers out there, passing out the bread, passing out the fish. He was there and he became the 12th guy. Amen. I'm saying this to you today and I'm closing down. God's looking for the 12th man. He's looking for the man or the woman that's going to just show up, that's going to keep showing up and going to keep showing up until God makes them a place and then God will make you a place and you keep showing up and keep showing up and keep doing what God's calling you and keep showing up and then you build a legacy of faith and finally Jesus will say on that great And faithful day, well done. Thy good and faithful servant, enter in to the joy of your Lord. Glory to God. You're building a dynasty. You're building a legacy. You may say, well, I'm not. No, no. Your seed is being impacted either by your unfaithfulness or by your faithfulness. Your seed is being impacted. The Bible says this, choose this day who who you serve, blessings or curse, life or death. You choose. And then I love this part, so that you and your seed may live. In other words, you're not just living for yourself. No, you're living for your family. You're living for your children. You're living for generations to come. If Jesus tarries, and I'm telling you, they're going to know your name. They're going to know your name in heaven. They're going to know your name down here because as you make Jesus famous, he will make you famous. He will make your name great as you make his name great. And the devil will they will know you down in hell too. They're they're not going to like you. The devils won't like you. They're going to try to launch every attack against you. Some of you've been experienced some attacks in your life. Some of you've been experienced that it just seems like the enemy's been hitting you here, hitting you there, hitting you. There. See the, the devil. Listen, if you were if you were worth something in the kingdom of God, the devil wouldn't even be messing with you. And the only reason why, you're, you're dealing with issue here and issue there. The devil tried to take out some of you. I'm telling you, Marvin, the devil almost took Marvin out of our church a year and a half ago. He was hit with multiple things in the hospital. The doctors said he would. That they were amazed that he's walking now. He's, I'm telling you, he had a stroke. He had all these issues. And now, man, look at him now. A walking miracle, glory to God. He's on the dream team, working with the sound system. Glory to God. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God has purpose for you. I tell you, God has a calling for your life. Don't wait until you're flat on your back and the enemy has got you down. And finally you say, okay, God, I'll serve you. No, don't wait until that day. No, say, I'm going to serve you. Have a willing heart. Be willing to lay down your life. Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciple, you must lay down your life. Pick up your cross and follow me. And that's not just on Sunday mornings. That's every day of your life. Yeah. Every day you've got to lay down your life. Nevertheless, I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave his life for me and loved me. Glory to God. Nevertheless, I live, but Christ lives in me, the hope of glory. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. Say this. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And say this one. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, that's what you need to be saying when God calls you to a task. I can do it. I can do all things. I can do even greater works because Jesus is going to the Father on my behalf. Glory to God. I can do all things. In other words, and also you can endure all things. I'm about ready. You can endure all things through Christ who strengthens you probably a better way of saying it. You can endure it. Why? Because God's grace is sufficient for you, glory to God. God's raising you up. God's bringing you into that place. Do you believe it today? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are moving mightily in our midst. And I thank you, Father God, that you have gifts and callings for each one of us this morning. And Father, I know that you're moving on hearts this morning and moving on hearts on those watching online, and the number one calling is to is to have a relationship with you, Heavenly Father, through your Son Jesus Christ. That's the greatest calling of all, is to have that relationship. And maybe you're watching online, maybe you're here in the audience. Maybe maybe your your relationship is not where it needs to be. Maybe you never received Jesus. Maybe you say received him as your Savior, but he's not your Lord. You're, in other words, you are the pilot in your airplane, and Jesus is the co-pilot, it's time to move over and let Jesus be the pilot of your life and take your cues from Jesus. So if you're there today and you know it's time for you to move forward, maybe there's some things you need to let go of, maybe there's some areas in your life that, that you need. The Bible talks about in Hebrews that when we run our race, we need to let go of those sins that easily entangles us. Maybe there's some things that we need to just let go so so God can thrust us into that place. So if that's you today and you never made Jesus Lord of your life, amen, today is the day to do that. So I want to pray this prayer with you. I want you to mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification today. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.